Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. So this week I'm going to try to eat a vegetable every other day and see how it works out. That's like a pretty easy and like attainable goal, right? If you like carrots, just put carrots next to your plate at lunch and that'll be an easy thing. Or I don't drink enough water and I should drink water. Water is good for you. Our bodies are 98% water. Let's drink water. But I like to drink a lot of juice. Well, if I drink seven glasses of juice a day, let me try drinking three glasses of juice and the rest water or three glasses of water. Like whatever it is, just take one small little step that you can be successful at every single day that you could feel really good about and then build upon that moving forward. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady, we are so excited for today's guest. We have a special guest who's going to help you reach your body goals, hashtag body goals, by examining your relationship with food. As the co-founder of Kalina Health, Vanessa Rosetto, her magic lies in her realistic and personalized approach to nutrition. With science as her first love, she is interested in helping clients take an active role in their health journey with the help of her expertise. Personalized lifestyle plans backed by evidence-based science-driven nutrition counseling, adult weight management, and building a better relationship with food. Vanessa received her Master of Science in Marketing at NYU and completed her dietetic internship at Mount Sinai Hospital, where she worked as a senior dietitian for five years. So impressive. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Yes, you're so welcome. Yes, we are looking forward to this conversation. Or let me speak for myself, because I know I am, because I got questions. I'm here for it. (laughs) Let's let's start with our quote of the day. And Vanessa, this quote of the day will sound really familiar to you because it is one of your taglines for Kalina Health. 
boy. Our quote of the day is stop stressing about food. Start living your life. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So when I saw that on the tagline, I was like, okay, no, this needs to be our quote of the day because I was like, oh, I can relate to this. And I know so many people can. So, Vanessa, what inspired that particular tagline? Sure. I think that nutrition is a new, it's not, I think, I know, nutrition is a new science and everyone is confused and no one knows what to do. And I say this all the time, the space is very fragmented because a lot of people are saying the thing that they think is going to get them noticed. And because they're trying to compete with the Kim Kardashians and the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world. And the thing here is that no one actually cares what I, Vanessa Rosetto, am eating, but they do care what Kim K and Gwyneth are eating, right? And so that's, that's where the problem lies, right? And so then you have people in the space who are educated, who are not doing the right things. And they're just saying like, do it this way or do it that way. Or they're giving you some like, you know, pretend magical solution of like food freedom without context. And, and nobody knows what, what's up. So people are literally freaking out and they think that they have to prepare these perfect meals that all look the same, or they have to have 37 ingredient recipes in order to be healthy, or they have to be vegan or they have to be organic. And they like just don't know what to do. And they, they stress and then they're paralyzed and then they just, you know, give up and then they're eating who even knows what. Right. And, and then it's just this rinse and repeat cycle because it's super confusing. So if you approach it to, uh, from a place of like, I'm doing what's right for me. My goal is not the same as your goal. I'm the same as this person's goal to the left or this person's goal to the right. And so maybe that looks like better gut health. Maybe that looks like weight loss. Maybe that looks like just understanding food because it's complex and weird and everybody has a relationship and those relationships are complex and they're driven by a lot of factors. Starting there first can help you have a better foundation and better success. Beautifully stated. Yes. That I felt like you were all up in my business, all up in the, <laughs> the driveway too, of the home, man. right? Oh. So I do want to ask a question that you just actually made me think of, Vanessa. So Let's say that someone is, you know, they're tuning in and they're like, you know what? I'm looking in the mirror. I don't really like the way that my body looks. I want to make some changes by way of my diet. But like, what's the best way to understand like where you are as far as what's best for you? Like, how would a, a regular person that's not a dietitian figure out like what works best for me if they don't really know where to begin? Because as you can imagine, the Internet is just like overwhelming. <laughs> the Internet is like a good and also like dangerous dark and hilarious place like all at the same time it's yep. it's a mess like at night i I'm, at night i'm on some crazy things like crazy karen the tiktok my husband's like what is wrong with you i'm like i need to know what's happening in the world tiktok oh my gosh <laughs> this is that's a different yes. this is a different podcast yes. yeah, that's a different <laughs> no, we'll dive into it later <laughs> yeah later so here's the thing right first of all for a really long time it seemed that if you wanted to be healthy you had to be like rich, thin, and white, which is literally not this population. So I, I've been pitching to investors, and I talk about this all the time, right? Why do people use Noom and Weight Watchers? Because it seems that those are cheaper than a registered dietitian. Because in 2013, the New York Times did this whole thing about this dietitian who charged $10,000 for a package of sessions. And that made it seem that if you didn't have $10,000, then you wouldn't be able to afford health and wellness. So 
for and for so long it just seemed like health and wellness meant that you were thin rich and white that was it no space and so now there is this whole movement where you know what all foods fit and all bodies are beautiful and you don't have to be emotionally thin and you don't have to be rich and you could still be healthy so that's the first thing the second thing too is that in case you guys don't know let me be the first one to tell you nutrition is considered prevention and you have insurance coverage for that so go find the dietitian that takes your insurance Kalina takes insurance you don't have to come to us but go find one i don't care who it is so that's a first good place for you to start if you'd like but just start by thinking what is something that you want to change not about your appearance but about your every single day so everybody knows you should eat a vegetable it's not because it's going to give you some great weight loss or whatever. Like vegetables are good. They have vitamins, they have minerals, they have fiber, they help keep your gut health good. So have a vegetable. Okay. I know that I only eat a vegetable once a week. So this week I'm going to try to eat a vegetable every other day and see how it works out. That's like a pretty easy and like attainable goal, right? If you like carrots, just put carrots next to your plate at lunch and that'll be an easy thing. Or I don't drink enough water. And I should drink water. Water is good for you. Our bodies are 98% water. Let's drink water. But I like to drink a lot of juice. Well, if I drink seven glasses of juice a day, let me try drinking three glasses of juice and the rest water or three glasses of water. Like whatever it is, just take one small little step that you can be successful at every single day that you could feel really good about and then build upon that moving forward. I like that. Attainable goals. Like, yeah, I think that that kind of remove some of the psychological barrier around taking these steps, these necessary steps to make the changes that you're trying to make. So as I'm listening to you talk, Vanessa, like you are incredibly passionate about this work. So tell us, how did you come into being a dietitian, like what fueled your interest? And, and then also tell us about the founding of Kalina Health. I say this all the time when I'm talking to investors that I'm my parents' biggest disappointment because I'm not a doctor. I'm first generation. My parents are Haitian. So they're like, you're, you're a dietitian? Why? What is that doing? <laughs> and then it was so funny. The other day, my aunt saw me in Bon Appetit and she was like to my mom, like, oh my God, I was at the supermarket. I opened Bon Appetit and there is Vanessa. And my mom is like, yeah, but she's not a doctor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, mom. These, these patients are just like, they just go, they go in. Like, it's not good. <laughs> so I, I have to, I'm, I'm very lucky, right? My, my parents, like I never had a scale in my house. Weight wasn't a thing. I was always thin. I don't know. I didn't think about food. My parents cooked the food and I ate it. Like my parents are from a third world country. So there's food that they can cook because my parents talk about like in Haiti, no matter how wealthy you are, and they both grew up very wealthy, is that if there is no, there's no infrastructure. So if there's a hurricane and it washes away a bridge and the truck can't come to give you petroleum, you're not going to have electricity and no one can cook food. So no one's going to have food for X amount of days, no matter how much money you have. You got to get a, pl- a flight to Miami sort of thing. So here, it's like, here's the food, we cook it and, and you eat it. And that's how I grew up. But but the bad part was, is that the day that I was leaving for college, my mom was like folding my laundry and giving me food to take to my dorm. Like the first time I ever had macaroni and cheese in a was in a hot pot 
where like my white roommate was making it for me and I was like, oh, your mother does not love you. Like, what is this box macaroni and cheese? What's going on here? Their parents don't love them. What is that- this? This is crazy. <laughs> and and I would call my parents and be like, I'm so hungry. And they would drive and bring me food. It, I mean, this is, this is oh, like wow. true. That's, and like, this is love. This is like to this day, my kids call my mother and they're like, yeah, yeah. Mommy made rice. That's not good. She's like, ugh. And she'll like make a home meal and be like, send your husband to pick up the food. This is like, this is a generational. Stop. This is a thing. <laughs> but the bad part was that they left me in the Bronx and I could eat and do whatever I wanted. So then I gained 50 pounds eating Sbarro pizza and, you know, White Castle. That was the food available to me. And then like the meal plan food that was gross. So then I gained all this weight. I got, I went back home though. And when I moved back home, I lost 50 pounds, I think in like two and a half or three months because I just went back to eating my parents, my mother's food. So like, that was it, right? It was, it wasn't about the fact that I was necessarily unhealthy per se is that I didn't actually really know. And I was just doing what was available to me, which is literally one of the most eye-opening experience, right? I went to college in the South Bronx. I went to Fordham university. So all that is available to me is pizza. Italian food in the area, and that like I we at four o'clock in the morning we would go to the Arthur Ave Bakery and eat bread, like hot bread. They would give it to us. Like we didn't know anything about food, so of yeah. course we're gaining all this weight, right? There's no knowledge, and then I lost all this weight, and I thought like, huh, this is interesting. And I graduated college in 2000, so that's when everybody was talking about Atkins, and so like no carbs, no bread, no rice, and I'm like, well, I eat rice every day because in my parents' house, like. Rice and beans is like for the, like, that's just there. Like rice is every day. If they make you, if they make you a lasagna, like there's rice and beans. If they, like, if they make, if they made potatoes and pasta, rice and beans is still, that's not a side. That's just there. Because if you don't want to eat what they made, you could have that. So I ate rice every day and I'm like, I still lost weight. So I'm not sure. So then I got a master's in marketing, worked in marketing for a while, but I was always interested in science and clinical work and medicine and those kinds of things. So I went to a dietitian because I was curious about how I lost weight. I had like, you know, foresight to be like, let me ask a professional how this works. I went to see this woman, Carrie Glassman, who's a good friend of mine to this day. She explained food to me in a very easy, basic science way. Like, this is what happens when you eat a carb, protein, fat. This is how you should eat food. No food was off the table. This, this is what your day should look like. Okay, like always eat a vegetable at lunch and dinner, eat one piece of fruit a day, do not drink your calories. Like, that's it. She's like, why do you want to drink juice? It's just like empty. Why are you drinking soda? It's literally chemicals that are going to give you cancer and kill you. Like, don't do those things. You know, fine, if you want to, even alcohol. She was like, you drinking alcohol all the time? Like, yeah, okay, it's cool. But like, there is a cutoff. You're like, okay. Everything was sound. It was not, she didn't vilify any food. She wasn't like, she was like, you want to eat rice and beans? The serving size is half a cup. So the rice should not be the star. And she understood. She was like, in a culture, in a, in a, if your parents come from a third world country, of course, rice is going to be the star because that's the cheapest thing. And meat is like a luxury meal, but like, you're not in a third world country anymore. So there's abundance of foods. So you got to switch this around. Like, okay, made total sense. And so then I went on to lose like another 15 pounds and I, I wasn't working hard. I just did what the woman told me to do. And then I was like, oh, I should do this for people. I should go to school and do this for people. This is cool. So I went to NYU and took classes and then worked in the hospital 
where I got really good at disseminating information to people, no matter what their health literacy is. I worked at Mount Sinai for a long time and the juxtaposition of placement of Mount Sinai, it's across the street from my housing project, but many, many celebrities go there. So I have had like Tony Braxton's manager was, or and that's, no, I'm sorry. Lady Gaga's manager is Tony Braxton's brother-in-law was in my, in my NICU once. Matt Damon, his wife had babies there all the time. Like it was a whole thing. So you saw all these, and then all the people in between. So because of that, you get really good at talking to people and understanding people and the like. And so that was cool. And that was really fun. But there's like a, there's like a stop. You can't make a lot of money working in the hospital. You kind of get bored after a while. And after a while, it wasn't about like patient care more. So it was more about patient satisfaction. So what are you doing to make sure that the hospital Prescani scores are high? And that didn't really feel good. So I worked in other areas of nutrition and then I decided I was going to have a private practice, which I did. And that was fine, but I was alone. So then Tamar, my, or my co-founder called me up one day and was like, Hey, let's do, let's collaborate. Like we're two Brown women and there's no, there's no Brown women running private practices. Like, let's do it. Like, okay. And then COVID happened. <laughs> we were like, Oh, this is, but because of COVID, there was an acceleration of telehealth and reimbursement for that telehealth. And so people were like sick and tired of doing their zoom parties and eating and drinking their feelings. So they started calling us and then it just got busier and busier and busier. And now 18 months later, we have 18 dietitians on the platform. What? We take, yeah. We take insurance. Congratulations. Thanks. We're That's almost amazing. At a, we're almost at a million dollar run rate and 91% of our patients are billed through insurance. So only 9% of our patients are self-pay. So we, because our mission is to make sure that it is, accessible wow. to everyone. That is incredible. Yeah. That is wow. Vanessa, that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And what? I think the thing too is that we talk about when I talk about Kulina or when we talk, it's not about me. It's about it's about us. It's about the the dietitians that we work with. They don't work for me. We work together. We learn from each other all the time. We talk about nutrition in a real authentic way. And we're very relatable. And that is that comes through. So people want to work with us. And you, you said something about eating feelings or you, you said something like that. And it just made mm-hmm. me think about emotional eating. Right. And yeah. when we, I think many of us have heard the term, what does it actually mean to eat emotionally? And is it something that we should change? Well, it really depends. Right. So my grandmother or the person I identified as my grandmother would give me big dark chocolate bars when I was a kid, like huge. So I'm obsessed with chocolate. And I think when I eat chocolate, like it just brings up that good feeling of, of having my grandmother. And so, and so I guess sometimes when I'm emotional, I, I, maybe I overeat chocolate. I don't know. It's not like the end of the world, right? I'm not really harming myself because I'm eating like a few more mini Reese's peanut butter cups. If I am somebody who's eating pies of pizza and sleeves of cookies and, and I'm not able to stop myself and I'm doing it, it, I can really correlate every single time something is stressful, every single time I'm depressed, every single time I'm stressed out, I go and I eat and I overeat and I binge. And that's something that we have to talk about. But I think the first step is to try to understand the feelings around. And like, those are things that we can help you navigate. 
through. So a lot of times it's so interesting because I'll hear some dietitians say like, you shouldn't track your food and you shouldn't, you shouldn't write it down. And it's like, okay, I fine. I get it. Cause that could make you neurotic. But if I'm trying to decide and discover patterns to help someone, then maybe for a little while it's helpful. So, and I think that's the problem with the space right now, because everybody wants the magic solution. I want you to tell me the thing to do so that I don't want to eat a sleeve of Oreo cookies every night after my kids go to bed. Can you tell me that? What is the magic? I don't, what is that? Right. And so when someone is like, just be free and eventually you'll just, everything will fall into place. Well, that's not like really true because as adults, we don't have, like those mechanisms are really broken. Those are things that we have to work on with children. So we can try to do this with children now, but like as an adult, it's really hard to to repair that if you really have this relationship with food where you are, where, where you can't self-regulate. And so maybe you need a little bit of help and there are tools that we know that can help you. So it's really a, everyone has a relationship with food and that relationship is complex. So it, it's definitely personalized. So we have to sit and talk with you and understand you and your habits and your day and what your past was like. What was your first introduction of food? Were you ever food insecure? What, like, did your parents use food as a bribe? Did they, were they, did your mother have an eating disorder? Did your aunts have eating disorders? Did you grow up with your grandparents? Did your grandmother tell you that you were fat all the time? I mean, it is so deep that you can't just be like, it's all good. We're gonna, we'll work through it. Like, it doesn't work like that. That is so real. Like, I, as I think about, like, the clients that I work with and when we talk about anxiety and we talk about depression and we talk about coping with the pandemic, like you mentioned earlier, food often comes up in that conversation. And so we often hear the term. And so for me, when I am thinking about, well, how can I deepen their connection, their understanding with food? That's not my area of expertise. And so usually I tell folks that you need to consult a nutritionist or a dietitian. Can you explain to us what the difference is between the two so that we know exactly what we need to ask for based on our needs? Yeah. So a dietitian is the only one that's clinically trained, right? So it's like, I will never tell somebody to go see a life coach. I'm like, no, you got to see a therapist. You need somebody with a degree right? Like I need to know that the people that I'm referring you to can handle you because I don't know the level of, of what's going on with you. Like you could say you have anxiety, but like, then I send you to a therapist and they're like, this person is cutting. And you're like, okay, so a life coach was not going to be able to help you. (laughs) And so it's the same thing with a registered dietitian. So I take anatomy and physiology, biochem, organic chemistry. I sit next to med students and nursing students, and I do a 1,200-hour internship in the hospital, and I sit for an exam. Anyone can wake up tomorrow and call themselves a nutritionist, and they do. And that is why the space is so fragmented, because these people who don't really have a lot of knowledge, who just have like pieces, bits and pieces, and they have these sound bites. They're the ones disseminating this information and they're the ones that people are noticing and they have books and like, there's a, there's an influencer that I see who it's very sad because she definitely has an eating disorder. She has a book deal. She's verified. She tells people that 
she was so skinny because she had candida and, you know, gut issues. And, and she has all the physical manifestations that we learn about for someone with a very bad eating disorder. But here we are, like, celebrating her with her 500,000 followers. And that is what's happening in this space. That's why I'm like, you know, TikTok and Instagram are dangerous, dangerous ways. (laughs) And yeah, and so like the the thing with food, right? It's like food is culture. Food is how you connect to people. Food is, it brings up, you know, really happy feelings, right? It could also bring up some dark feelings too. So it's a muddy place to be if you have a lot of emotional issues around it. And a lot of people do. That's the other thing. I think people feel really shameful that they can't quote unquote control themselves. But, you know, I tell people all the time, if you are very controlled all day long, super perfect in your mind and really rigid, when you come home and you can decompress, what's the first thing to go? What's the, what do you do? This is when people open their refrigerators and they eat 3000 calories worth of food and they haven't even sat down because it's this mindless place. That makes so much sense. It really does. And I, I, I like the way that you describe the difference between the two to let folks know, you know, who they should go to based on where they are in their lives. When you think about nutrition, is there anything that you wish more women knew about nutrition in general? Yeah, I think that people have to give themselves a lot of grace because they're comparing themselves to people with like a million resources. Like, Y'all, I'm trying to look like Jane Fonda at 83. I'm trying to look like J-Lo at 52, but I don't have their money. You know what I mean? I don't have, okay. I don't have the ability <laughs> to, to, for someone to take a cherry tomato and make it taste like a chocolate-covered strawberry. I just don't. I don't have someone that's going to take my kids to school at 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, my husband will do it for me, but you know what I mean? Like, So you have to be realistic. You are not... You cannot do what they do. Also, like if you think about JLo, she doesn't drink alcohol, she doesn't eat rice. She's Puerto Rican. You don't eat rice. Like this is not a happy thing. So like, but like <laughs> that's what? that's real though. That's a, that's that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, like you don't eat rice and you Puerto Rican. I don't understand. But okay, if that's how you doing it, that's how you doing it. So yeah, you want to look like her. She's working. So don't start to get yourself discouraged because you don't fit something. When you aren't even, you can't, you're not even on the same playing field as this this person. So that's number one. Also, if we all ate the same thing every single day, all of our bodies would be different. I had my daughter, I have a nine-year-old daughter. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta make some doctor talk to her about puberty. Cause I don't want these Catholic school nuns talking to her about something. I don't know. It's scary. So I had her go on this zoom and it was a doctor, a female doctor with other eight to 10 year olds talking about puberty. And the doctor was like, Okay, so she would show she showed bodies. She's like, all of these bodies are going through puberty. They all look different, but they are all normal and they are all beautiful. And there was a really small body and a really large body and body, bodies in between. And I'm like, exactly. Everybody is going to go through the same thing, or they might be doing the same thing, but everybody's body is different, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's a really good point, especially yes. in these, this day and age when I know we've talked about like plastic surgery on our channel which we totally, you know, it's a woman's choice to do that. But I think there's a lot of like body dysmorphia that we're seeing on social yeah, media yeah. and things like that in comparison. Yeah. So I'm so glad you made that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I appreciate that point that you're making too, that everybody's body is different. And like this negative comparison of ourselves to others, it can fuel some of those dangerous or unhealthy eating patterns. And so As I'm thinking about it, at the time that we're recording this and the time the episode will air, we're coming up on the holiday season. 
Now, I know I, I only speak for myself that there are just lots of really delicious dishes that I love to have around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so what would be your suggestions for folks who are saying, well, I want to be more mindful about my eating habits as I move into this holiday season and the warmer weather when we tend to consume, I don't know if unhealthy is the word, but heavier portions of food. Yeah, I think it's not even that it's unhealthy per se. It's that it's a lot of celebrating day after day after day, right? Like I'm like, oh, well, here's Halloween. It's that first Reese's peanut butter cup is like the decline, the descent into a mess. Like you can't, that's it. It's, it's over after this. And so then it's like, oh, let's get together like holiday cheer and like Thanksgiving. We're going to have like four friends givings and then we're going to have our family Thanksgiving. And then it's December and oh, it's a cookie swap and it's a cocktail this and a bu- And you're like, what do I need to go to every single thing? That's number one. Like what, first of all, what is the goal? If the goal is, if it's, Every Vanessa, every year at the holidays, I gain 10 pounds and then I have to work for six months to get it off. Okay. So the goal is this year not to gain the 10 pounds. Okay, fine. First of all, don't starve yourself for anything that you're going to. This is like, I don't know why nobody gets this yet, but forever, everyone's like, I'm just not going to eat and I'm going to go to this party tonight and I'm going to eat. Eat your food, eat your regular meal. So that when you go to the party, you don't have to go put your fingers in the chip dip. And, and the, and you know, this, the meats and the cheeses, cause you ate normally and you had a snack before you left your house. So you don't, you can omit those things and eat the regular meal. Also, if you know that it's just going to be cocktails and appetizers, eat a regular meal, your normal sized meal so that then you just go and you have some cocktails with your friends, maybe like a small dessert. But again, you didn't overdo it, right? Then you don't have to go to every single thing. Stay home, y'all. Don't you want to go to sleep? I'm tired. You can't catch me out. I'm like, nope, I don't want your drink. I don't want your desserts. I don't want your cookie swap. Leave it at your house. So it's got to be like my people to go out. And I get we have obligations and whatever, but say to yourself, okay, these are work people. How many of you, I mean, I do have some work people that are like ride or die, but really just like, these are work people. Two hours, one drink, bye. Gotta go. And make your plan with your husband, your partner, your sister, your best friend to be like, oh, actually, I have a, I have a dinner with somebody that I really want to be in that person's company. And you can have something low key. It doesn't have to be over the top. Those are just like really basic strategies. But when, one year, my husband was like, God, every day is a party. I'm like, fam, stay home. His face was like, oh, yeah, I could just stay home. I'm like, yes. Like, that's an option. <laughs> he was like, I had no idea. Like, right? you know, why do you have to go? Especially now yeah. that it's COVID, guys, you don't have to go anywhere. It's, it's such anywhere. a Honestly, great excuse. Right? That, yeah. COVID, and I would say having a newborn. So I hopefully oh, you yeah. don't hear the newborn in the background, but having a baby too, I'm like, oh, this is the best excuse you're free. ever. You're oh my free. gosh. Yes. You are so free. You are the luckiest, Gary, because you're Seriously. just like, oh, sorry, COVID baby. Bye. And Bye. people and get it. Like, They're just like, oh, okay. I, I get yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. amazing. Okay. You don't want to give your baby COVID. So no, stay home. Stay okay. Home. That part. <laughs> <laughs> now, in one of your interviews, Vanessa, you talked about 
the importance of pairing carbs, protein, and fats in each meal. Can you talk about the importance of that? Because I feel like that is such an easy tip that we can all use in our day-to-day, whether it's breakfast, Mm -hmm. snack, lunch, dinner, whatever. So why is that important? Yep. So here's your biochemistry lesson. So I counsel off the diabetic exchange, really easy and flexible. Here you go. If you eat too many carbs, or if you eat only carb at breakfast, for example, what happens? It spikes your blood sugar. It tells your liver, make calories and store fat. It mobilizes insulin to help with the carbohydrates to enter the the cells because carb is our main source of energy. Insulin is a storage hormone. So if you have too much insulin, your weight is going to be up. But if you have protein, fat, and carb in the right amount, instead of your blood sugar spiking, your blood sugar will just like come up and just stay steady. So you're not going to have this really intense burst of insulin coming out. So that's why I always say like, right, type 1 diabetics are always really thin. They don't have any insulin usually. And type 2 diabetics are overweight, sometimes obese because they have too much insulin, this dysregulation of insulin. That's the way to look at it. So pairing your food, never omitting anything. And so some really easy ways, right? Like you eat a a banana by itself. Like, okay, that's just calories and there's some fiber in there. And, but where's the protein? Where's the fat? So add peanut butter on that's protein and fat. And there you go. You just did it. Or if you're having berries, for example, like Raspberries have eight grams of fiber. That's a good amount of fiber, but they don't have any protein or fat. So you can make an oatmeal and add some chia and peanut butter. You can have some pistachios just to like even that out or a cheese stick. Or if you're eating like chicken, right? Then And you have like broccoli. Well, then where's your starch? So you could have a half a cup of rice and beans or earlier I had squash, like whatever that is, just to make sure that you are stabilizing your blood sugar. And also, when you don't omit any macronutrient, protein, fat, and carb, then you're not going to be hungry. So when you omit carbs in the earlier in the day, at night, you're just going to crave them. You're not doing yourself any favor. <laughs> so, so front load them in the day so that at night, you're not looking for cookies while you're watching television. I gotcha. Noted. I've made a note. You must have saw me with the cookies last night. I've made it's a okay. note. But you have a newborn. You have yeah. a newborn. Thank you. Yes. All bets off. All bets off. Yes. You there do. we go. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. But that's <laughs> you, you, sustained, you sustained that baby's life for nine months, 10 months. Now yes. you got to sustain that baby's life for the next 12 months. Make sure yes. that they are getting their life together. Like oh, the breastfeeding and all. Yeah. Yes. I love you it. Whatever you want. Eat yes. whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You need to sleep and feed your baby. That's it. There okay. we go. Okay, so now, I mean, I don't have any kids. So now I need, what's my reason? How can I eat cookies? I love golden Oreos. And I usually limit myself to one serving a day. How, so just two? It's three. Three, okay. Uh-huh, yeah, see, that's yeah. how I know. I, <laughs> don't take that away from me. Don't take it away. <laughs> you deserve the cookies. If the co- Listen, three cookies a day is not ruining anyone's life. Thank you. Why should you restrict yourself? If you said, Vanessa, I eat a sleeve and a half of Oreos a day, we have a problem. That's, yeah, that would be a problem. That, because that would tell me that in the day, you're not eating enough carbohydrate. And so you're not, you don't have enough fruits. You don't have enough vegetables. You're not oh. varying your diet. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is the indicator to me. So, but three little cookies a day, please enjoy. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, I will. It's fine. That's I, the thing. I will. Yeah, people feel guilty about stuff. I mean, the other day I did. So Trader Joe's sells these 
dark chocolate sea salt mini graham crackers, those things cannot come to my house. Woo, so good. Mm. So I buy them for the kids' lunch box because, you know, I do a little bento box. And I put like a little chocolate here, you know, spread it out. The other day, my son Rocco, he was like, Mama, where are the graham crackers? I was like, Sam, Mommy ate them. He was like, Okay. He's like, Can you buy them again? I was like, No, <laughs> these things have not come to my house because they're so tiny and you're just popping them in your mouth, right? So th- there's that. But when you're telling me that you have three and you feel satisfied and you're moving on with your day, yeah, it's good. Oh, thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, lady, we told you, Vanessa got us. Vanessa got us. So so we are at the point in the conversation where we want to shift up the energy a little bit. Okay. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, (laughs) right? You can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose. We want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? I, I take it on. I don't know what it is, but I'm yes. into it. <laughs> we, love that you, yes. we love that you agreed before checking in. So we're going to yes. tell you what you agreed to right now. Okay. I'm so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> don't yeah. be scared. Ask you three okay. questions. Don't be scared. Okay. Don't be scared. Three questions. Okay. That's it. Three okay. questions. We're going to okay. share three sentence completions. And then okay. we have three photos pulled up of you on the big screen. And we're going to share the screen. And okay. you have to choose between one of these three photos and okay. give us more context on something that we could not see or something we wouldn't know based on the photo that you choose okay ready to go i'm ready all right let's do it all right dr dom all right so we're we're gonna start you off classy okay Okay. what is the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received you gotta pay to play what does that mean can you elaborate a little bit yeah so you know you always know what you're in for, right? And so don't all of a sudden act brand new when it didn't go exactly the way you wanted it to. You got to, you, so if you're going to marry some guy that's really rich and you don't have to work because his parents are providing for you, but then he's not that nice to you. And now you want out, don't act new when you don't get anything. You got to pay to play. Ooh. There we have it. There we have it. You gotta pay to play. This next question is a little more on the ratchet side, okay? So Vanessa, I have four words for you. Okay. Twerk or two step. Twerk. Yes. <laughs> I love how easily like, that answer uh, came. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no question. Oh my word. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Megan Thee Stallion is my guilty pleasure, by the way. Oh, same. Uh, yes. Yeah. I love her. So oh, much. yeah. Of course. Last year in the car. And when you really listen to her lyrics, you're like, I want to be like her because she loves herself oh. so much. You right. should love yourself this much. Yes. Right. Yep. We talk yep. about her her and her knees on the podcast all the time. We, do, we yeah, probably should have an episode all about her knees and how she makes it work. But I yes. love her. Yes. Twerking <laughs> <laughs> so, for you, Megan. <laughs> all right. So speaking of loving yourself. What is the sexiest item that you own? I wish I was really exciting, but I'm not. So, sexiest item. Oh, I have gold Louboutin. Louboutin. Oh. Oh, yeah. She's going to show them to okay, us. Okay. Okay. So, oh, if you're, you're on watching. Patreon, mm-hmm. then you, you get to see this. Oh, those Ooh. are fly. Oh, I was going to say, oh. let us see the bottom. Yes. yes. And, my, oh, and my husband bought them for me. 
because <laughs> we were going to a really fancy wedding and he saw my dress. So he bought them for me for Christmas because the wedding was on New Year's Aww. Eve. Oh, oh, that's so perfect. Yes, yeah. go ahead. Yes, I love yes. this. Yes. yes, yes. So now we're going to move into the sentence completions. So yep. complete this sentence, Vanessa. One question or topic I wish people ask me about more often is... My thoughts on nutrition, not as it relates to race. Because when you talk to Joy Bauer, you don't ask her what she thinks about race and nutrition. You ask her about how carbohydrates are broken down into the body. You can ask me that same question because I know the answer too. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. That is an important point. Yes. Exactly. So they see a woman of color and they want to just kind of put you in the race box. And like, Mm. I'm happy to talk about that. But like, can you ask me about science too? Yes. Yes. Because I know that. I yeah. love it. Okay. Yes. Come on, y'all. Yes. You gotta yes. come with the right questions when you yes. talk to Vanessa. Okay. Yes. Do, do better, people. Do better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Vanessa, this next sentence completion. The most embarrassing thing I've ever done to get my husband's attention is... No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, no. No. <laughs> she said she ain't doing it. She's not putting it out there. It, mm-hmm. No, I'm saying like I don't. I didn't have to do anything to get oh, anyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, she said she don't. got it like that. Okay, uh, yeah. so I, yeah, I like, yeah, he's like, hello, I love you. I'm like, that's so good. I got, like, yes. Treat him, thank treat you. Treat him mean, keep him keen. I don't give him any compliments. He's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like, Vanessa. The other day, someone was like, oh, Michael, Vanessa says so many nice things about you. He was like, yeah, she would never tell me anything nice to my face because treat him mean, keep him keen. I'm like, see, he knows. He knows. (laughs) He He got it down. Yes. Well, this, I think this sentence completion, I think you're going to enjoy this one. So the last sentence completion we have for you is what I love most about myself is that I'm really kind. Because I do care about other people and how I treat them and affect and like how I behave affects them. Yeah, we love it. That is, but so don't mess awesome. with me because then you'll wish you died. So there's that. There you go. Okay, that part. There you yeah. go. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted, y'all. Don't yeah, get it yeah. twisted. Yeah. yeah. So Vanessa, we have three photos pulled up from oh, your Instagram. Oh, okay. And we want you to choose a number between one and three. And then we're going to share the screen and share with you the image that you chose. Okay. Two. Two. Ah, I'm so happy you chose this one. Okay. okay. Here cool. we go. Tell us more about this photo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys should need to know that I actually like hate photos and and Instagram and all of that. I don't like it, but I do have a really great team. And my Instagram person, her name is Tiffany, and she's a very good friend. And we work really well together. And she keeps me like super focused and on task. And she's like, I need you to make a video about this. I need you. She's, she's great. And we were doing a photo shoot at a local artisanal pizza place in Hoboken. That is my friend's place, Dozino's. If anyone's in Hoboken, go sit check out. And she was like, can you please give me pictures? I'm like, leave me alone, Tiffany. No. And she's like, something. Give me anything. And so I made this face. And they took a picture. And then homegirl put it up on the gram. Oh. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> she be doing me dirty like I that all it. the time. I love it. Yes. It's definitely, it's cute. It's definitely it a fun is. picture. I'm glad yeah. that, I'm glad that she posted that. I'm yes. glad that you chose that one too because I was yes. curious about it. So we got the inside scoop on that. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, Vanessa, we just want to thank you so much for yeah. your time. Well, you just you. make nutrition you just make this topic so much more approachable and yes. we appreciate having someone that can just break it down and make it approachable for us. And so you, you're just amazing. You, the work that you do is awesome and we appreciate you. Thank you. The work that you do is awesome and I appreciate you and I appreciate being on here. So thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much, lady. Do you want to tell folks where they can find you, where they can follow you, how they can sign up for Kalina Health, all that good stuff? Yeah. So if you want to work with us, KalinaHealth.com, you can actually Go to team and book with anybody that you see that you feel connected to. You have all the bios up there, which is very fun. Follow us on Instagram, Kalina Health. And you can follow me on Instagram at Vanessa Rosetto RD. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was so fun. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.